0: Hi, this is Craig Stinson, Director of Arts Friendly. During this time of cancellations and stay-at-home orders, we want to bring you an interview a week with an arts administrator or a representative from an arts organization. One thing that we have learned uh, during this time is that institutions are key to our well-being and for the community well-being. We uh, see this in our medical professionals, they're trained at institutions such as universities and teaching hospitals and have developed professional standards and best practices for our care. Um, We also see this in the arts. And arts um, nonprofits follow best practices in arts nonprofit management. They help facilitate arts events and programming that benefits our community. Indeed, a lot of arts events wouldn't happen if it were not for the arts nonprofits that are core to our community. So um, ways that you can help, here at Arts Friendly, we have our Certified Arts Friendly Program. That is for businesses, and uh, now we are extending it to individuals. When you become Certified Arts Friendly, 90% of your support goes back to arts nonprofits in your community. Uh, this is our way of getting funds back into, serving as a vehicle to get funds back into uh, high-performing arts nonprofits in in individual communities. Uh, The second thing, tell us about your favorite arts nonprofit because we would like to add your message to an upcoming podcast. Uh, We are based in Wilmington, North Carolina, but uh, honestly, we want to hear about arts nonprofits across the United States. Arts nonprofits are essential to local arts communities and uh, are essential to local arts identity. But it also gives us a point of reference for our common humanity during these times, and we want to hear your stories. So we'll put a link in our show notes uh, for artsfriendly.com forward slash grateful, where you can leave a message about your favorite arts nonprofit in your community and uh, thank them, and we will add that to an upcoming podcast uh, third, please subscribe to our newsletter, our email newsletter, um, our podcast as well, if you have not subscribed and also find our social accounts um, and then be sure and uh, share them with people, you know, that have an affinity for the arts. Uh, you know, these people who just cannot live without the arts in their lives, because um, maybe in doing so we can help some of our local arts nonprofits uh, survive and thrive once we get past this time we're in right now, thank you. Hey, this is Craig Stinson, the director of Arts Friendly. Today I am here with Lindsay Lambert. Lindsay is the executive director at the North Carolina Pottery Center. The North Carolina Pottery Center is located in Seagrove, North Carolina. Lindsay, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I right. hope you're doing well soon. Yeah, yeah, keeping, keeping, keepin', uh, yeah, keeping busy. <laughs> so what, um, tell me, it, the, the North Carolina Pottery Center has been around a couple, about 20 years. Is that right? A little longer? Can you kind of give us the history of it and also um, tell us about why it was uh, located there in Seagrove, North Carolina?
1: We were first incorporated uh, as the North Carolina Pottery Museum uh, in 1992, okay. And uh, over the next several of years, um, funds were raised, and in 1997, they were able to start building the building that you we know it today. Okay. And that opened in 1998. So mm-hmm. The building's been there just a little over 20 years now.
0: So, what um, y'all are in Seagrove? North Carolina. So tell us where that is geographically in the state and why Seagrove was chosen as the location.
1: Well, uh, Seagrove is fairly close to the geographic center of uh, North Carolina. Uh, we're located in Randolph County. Uh, we're not too far away from the North Carolina Zoo. Okay. Um So it's an easy hour-and-a-half drive from places like, uh, you know, Charlotte and uh, beyond Winston-Salem, Castle Hill, Volley,
0: Durham. Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, the center uh, is located in Seagrove uh, in large part um, because it's one of the uh, areas of hideous concentration of potters that you'll find. Within a 20-mile uh, radius of road, uh, there are probably about, uh, these days, around 83, 85 uh, working uh, potteries. Mm-hmm. And each of those potteries may have uh, one or quite often more than one people that are actually potters. So it's, uh, it's a pretty um, interesting area that uh, you know, brings a lot to the arts and crafts world.
0: Yes, yeah, so Seagrove then has traditionally been uh, kind of an epicenter of pottery in the state of North Carolina. Is that correct?
1: In large part, it has uh, the first uh, potters uh, in North Carolina that we have record of uh, mm-hmm. were Moravians up in the Winston Salem area. Okay, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, the Seagrove area you know, quickly did become you know kind of an area in which there were a number of potters, because down through the Piedmont region, uh, there are just many incredibly great places, and that's due to the geology of North Carolina over several millennia. Gotcha. But that is uh, is why there are so many potters these days in the Piedmont area, Uh, and most of those early potters weren't just potters. They were farmers for the most part. Okay. and pottery was kind of a secondary you know, winter thing for them to earn a bit of extra money.
0: So was pottery, um, over the past 100, 150 years, uh, I'm sure when people were first entering uh, or settling that region um, who were um, not native to the area, they were using pottery for probably a different reason than they're re- using it now.
1: Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, if you think back uh, 150, 200 years ago, um, you know, the pottery was utilitarian. Uh, that yeah. was its primary pur- purpose. Uh, you know, baking dishes, storage vessels, pots, um, churns, uh, even plates and cups. Um, now, as time passed, uh, as you get into the uh, later 1800s and early 1900s, you see uh, that the reliance on pottery for utilitarian reasons began to decrease mm-hmm. due to the increased production and decreased production cost of um, metals, uh, glasses, and then later on, plastics. Yeah. So... Really, uh, the potters that wish to remain potters had to shape um, and change what they were doing to meet the new market needs, which um, were becoming more and more uh, kind of art-based and artistic and more Mm -hmm. to get to cutting the field. That's not to say we don't have uh, utilitarian potters uh, today. We certainly do have uh, a number of potters across the state who produce wonderful utilitarian plants. Mm-hmm. but uh, there is still that very strong aesthetic component, even with most utilitarian rights,
0: say yeah, yeah, yeah that's I think there was a a, a trend among uh craft traditions in general, um, pottery being one, but um, you know blacksmithing and all these other types of endeavors that were utilitarian at one point jumped to uh more aesthetic. And art based, uh, as other kind of manufactured goods kind of pushed out the utilitarian purpose of them. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so um, the 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 pottery center. Then you you the building itself has been there since nineteen ninety eight. Been open since nineteen ninety eight. So what? Um, what kind of what will somebody experience when they when they visit the center?
1: Well, we like to think of ourselves, uh, and we hope that other people like to think of ourselves this way as well as, you know, one of those kind of first stop must see sorts of places when coming to see those. Our mission is sharing North Carolina's clay stories, past and present.
0: Okay.
1: And if we're, if we're doing a good job of that, you know, we are helping to promote awareness and appreciation of the
0: history, heritage, and ongoing tradition of uh, pottery mason in North Carolina. Yes. Yeah.
1: When people first come into the center, you know they'll see this beautiful, wonderful space uh, that architect uh, Frank Carmen had designed for us. But once they get over the awe of the space that they're in, they'll look around and they'll suddenly start seeing lots of pottery. Okay. And you know, we we have lots of pottery there. It um, we have a permanent exhibit uh, that covers. Um, Native American pottery, uh, Moravian pottery, 19th and 20th century pottery, the transition from earthenware to stoneware, and from utilitarianware uh, to, to, uh, to uh, transitionalware uh, mm-hmm. to art pottery, okay. to more contemporary pottery. And then, in addition to that permanent exhibition space, uh, during the course of the year, we generally do two to four temporary exhibitions. Okay, and uh, the number of temporary exhibitions depends upon the size of them. Like the one we have up now, Mm -hmm. actually takes up both ends of the gallery. Oh wow! It's a good size show. I think it
0: has one hundred and fifteen pieces in it. Oh wow, cool! So is um, y'all have? Tell me a little bit. So the the physical space is there. and Then how are y'all structured? Just uh, in terms of your, um, the. You've got the gallery, but are, I'm sure there's um, educational endeavors and other outreach. And kind of tell us about what the scope is of what y'all are doing.
1: Right. In addition to the uh, main building, which houses uh, the administrative administrative offices, uh, the gift shop, uh, the permanent exhibition, and the temporary exhibition. Okay. We also have an education building and. Oh most saturdays we have a, a local potter uh, who comes in and does uh, demonstrations what's down in the ed building oh, okay. additionally uh you know we try to have periodic classes uh, sometimes uh one-off throwing classes actually those are some of our uh, you know most popular classes where people can you know, sign up, come in, and, you know, try their hand uh, on the pool, and uh, they'll have either an artist-in-residence or a local potter uh, um, helping them uh, mm-hmm. with that. So that's very really popular. We also do um, some uh, classes that may be multi-day, and in terms of uh, children, mm-hmm. During the holidays, we try to do a uh, special little thing for them in know, the holiday ornaments uh, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Additionally, we have a um, traditional arts program in schools that's funded by the North Carolina Art Council. It runs for 10 weeks in the spring and 10 weeks in the fall, one afternoon a week. Yeah, cool. Local fifth, local fifth grade students um, from the uh, elementary school, which is literally uh, a five-minute walk away. Mm-hmm. So it's wonderful to be able to uh, show them the tradition that exists in their own community. And that uh, that program has been going on for over a decade now, and we've actually had a few of those uh, students who have gone off to college to uh, study ceramics.
0: Oh, cool. And we've uh, had a couple that have come back and said, hey, I, I would like to help.
1: Teach the next tap session.
0: I would like to. I would like to help out. So it's really cool to be able to see those connections and uh, see that meaning
1: develop for them.
0: Mhm. So. Uh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I was gonna. If if um, no, I I I appreciate those stories and to, and what y'all are doing is really really cool. So um the the organization itself then can we. If can we talk about how y'all are structured and what kind of is the back end? Yeah. Are y'all i uh, I'm Absolutely. assuming you're probably five oh one C three, is that correct?
1: We are a five oh one C three. Um we do have a you know board of directors, um mm-hmm. and that's uh, been really useful to me, you know. While I've been at the center, it's always uh, good to have some people that, have, you know, that have got their back and uh, are willing to pitch uh, in and help out and try to make things uh, work as smoothly as possible. Because, as is the case with most 501c3s, you know, we're not necessarily overburdened with uh, the huge
0: operating reserve. Uh-huh. So, every, every year is important to us.
1: Uh, our membership is important to us, and you know, I would encourage any of your listeners uh, who are liking what they're hearing to check us out online. Check out our uh, website, uh, ncpotterycenter.org. Mm-hmm. Check us out on Facebook instead of becoming a member. And uh, in addition to our membership, of course, uh, we have a. Modest gift shop. We do sales through that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do thrills sales through some of our temporary exhibitions. And uh, above and beyond that, we, uh, our, we our single biggest fundraiser is always our fall gala. Okay. And that
0: uh,
1: that's something where we're uh, looking to net anywhere you know between you know forty three and you know sixty five thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, that's a pretty big deal. Um, Good. We do other periodic fundraisers, smaller things throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But we also are heavily grant-dependent, and uh, without naming names, I would just like to say thank you to all of our granting organizations, uh, because without them, yeah, it just didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, grants, and it's... Um, when we say 501c3, that's a, that's a charitable, nonprofit organization, so... You're in, you're independent, um, and typically organizations are really going to have a kind of a pie chart of funding um, sources, grants being one of them, and membership being core, and then fun, individual fundraisers. so. It sounds like y'all are kind of hitting all of the um, all the main components of of a healthy organization. We're certainly, we're
1: certainly trying to. Uh... I think in the long run, I would uh, like the center to, uh, that, the slice of that pie chart pie that's, uh, granting foundations. I'd like to, you know, see that, uh, become a bit smaller. Yeah. Have a little bit less reliance on, uh, granting,
0: uh, mm-hmm. and maybe a bit more on,
1: uh, membership and, and fundraising. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's always a, it's always a tough challenge, uh, particularly in these, uh, challenging
0: economic times that we happen to be in at the moment Uh, yeah well we're we're just for reference if you're listening to this later we're recording during april of 2020 so we're kind of in the middle of the um the the countrywide uh uh slowing down of economic activity because of the the pandemic so um but the that said things will get to normal eventually so what if people are wanting to visit Seagrove and uh, want to visit your center, what 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 are your hours? Are there any days that y'all are not open? And what's kind of should they call ahead? And what's kind of your recommendation? Well,
1: once we uh, once we get through this uh, COVID nineteen uh, pandemic and things, uh, you know, returning uh, a bit more normal. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to open our doors to the public again at the moment. We're currently closed to the public. Um, but when we uh, do reopen to the public, our uh, hours will be the same that they had been uh, Tuesday through Saturday, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, to 4 p.m. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, it's, we only encourage people to call ahead if they are in a fun and bringing a good-sized group and uh, want or need something special. Okay. Yeah, we do um uh for groups, uh we do uh, uh, demonstrations, we do guided tours, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. The admission to the center is uh two fifty for an adult, uh, less for a kid. I think it's uh, $1 a dollar for a child. Oh well. Wow. And uh for uh, demos and tours, uh it depends exactly on the number of folks that uh, are coming, but it generally runs in the you know, five to six dollar range.
0: Okay. Well, that's a that's modest. That's a good um that's reasonable for anybody to be able to, to visit. So are y'all um you talked about being kind of the first point of reference for people arriving to Seagrove. Do y'all work uh collaboratively with all the I'm assuming you do all the potteries and kind of can serve also as a um point of reference for, for people who want to get out in the community and visit local potters? Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. Um we, um, you know, have the maps that are produced. The maps are uh, currently being produced by the Heart of North Carolina Visitors Bureau up uh, in Ashburn, North Carolina. Okay. And it lists all the pottery shops in the area. You know, we always have a bunch of those maps on hand. In addition to that, um, many of the local potters uh, have uh, pieces that are in the museum itself, and okay. you know, we have uh, a bank of shelves. They have those items on them, and those, are, those particular items aren't for purchase. They're uh, so that a visitor can come in, look at them, and go, "Oh, hey, I like what the, I like what this guy's doing, and I like what she's doing." Mm-hmm. And then they can use one of those maps uh, to um, figure out exactly where those people are, because not all of the potters are you know in downtown Seagrove. There are certainly some in downtown Seagrove. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, somebody that comes in the center, they may see something that a potter in downtown Seagro is producing, and they also see something that a potter six miles away is producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but within a 10 mile radius, you are going to, to get most of those, uh, you know, 83 to 85 potters that I had mentioned earlier.
0: Okay, cool. That sounds good. So tell me, um, you are executive director. Tell me what's your what's your story. How long you been there, and what's your background? Hi, uh, I've
1: been there since uh, June first, uh, twenty thirteen, uh, which I oh, think will wow. we'll make it seven years coming up here in uh, just a couple of months. Yep. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that anniversary. So uh, seven years in. Uh, Human years, well, I like to think of it, 42 years and non-profit director
0: years. <laughs> it's uh, not accurate, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, we do, we do seem to age a bit prematurely, uh, trying to keep everything going. But, yeah, that's the that's the fun and challenge of it. Um, now, before I came to the North Carolina Pottery Center, I was up at Greensboro College as the director of their college museum and small archives okay. for almost 13 years. And... Um, I've been a board member of the North Carolina Museums
0: Council for over a decade now. I think that's one I about 12 years now. Oh, cool. Good. So you've been invested in kind of the, the uh, cultural scene, but in particular museums and, and these these spaces that have galleries and archives for quite a while then. Is that all your yeah. f- professional yeah, career? Absolutely. Right? Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, and I. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree from NC State. Uh, well, I'm not a segue in the snow But as I was uh, getting my bachelor's degree in history, uh, it occurred to me that uh, I should probably think about what I was going to do with my bachelor's degree in history.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, uh, I gave it uh, a bit of thought and decided, I need a master's degree.
0: Yeah. So I went to uh, Appalachian State and got a master's degree in public history. Oh, cool. Which is...
1: Um, Think of um, history outside of academia. Think of uh, mm-hmm. museum, archives, preservation, conservation. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, uh, APPS program uh, was really um, a good blend of a lot of those things. It wasn't uh, specialized in any one particular area. Um, yeah. Uh, it just kind of trains you in a bunch of areas. and hope that you uh, were able to lead a successful life after graduation <laughs> and uh, yeah I've done uh, I think I've done pretty well
0: um, yeah and I certainly do enjoy you know the, all the things that I've done and, and what I'm doing now good good well is um, I appreciate all the time you've, you've given us so um, tell me is there anything that I did not ask you that you that needs to be asked about the pottery center or any other thing that's relevant?
1: Well, not so much, uh, something that needs to be asked, uh, just one little thing I might like to uh, share is, um, just, just a reminder, uh, to your folks who may be listening that, uh, Sea Grove is a, is a wonderful, wonderful, uh, area of potters and pottery. Yes, yeah. and I encourage them to come visit us at the Pottery Center. I come encourage them to come visit us in Seagrove, but I also encourage them to remember that there are uh, you know hundreds of other potters scattered out throughout the state of North Carolina. There's a, a good sized concentration of potters up in the uh, Asheville area. Yeah. there's some in the Catawba Valley area, and there there are bunch up in the Pine area up above Asheville. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would just encourage uh, your listeners to keep in mind all of those uh, various potters and potteries
0: throughout the state. Yeah yeah North Carolina has a, a pretty active clay <laughs> clay community there's a lot of lot of people working in pottery and it's a it's it's that's really wonderful well good I will um, when I do the description notes I'll add in your your website and uh, and Facebook page and appropriate links so um lindsey we really do appreciate your time and and thank you so much and best of luck with everything well
1: thank you uh for having
0: me uh have your podcast i greatly appreciate it thank you hey thank you for listening to the arts friendly podcast um be sure and subscribe to our email newsletter That'll get you the most uh, recent updates, and we'll also include uh, links to the uh, most recent interviews. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast, and also uh, take a moment and tell us your story about your favorite arts nonprofit in your community. Again, we are based in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, but we want to hear from people across the country, uh, across the United States, because um, in every community, there are arts nonprofits that are that are really helping to facilitate arts programming and really help to create the local identity within that community as well. Thank you and we'll uh, connect again next week. Thank you.